it's not a product, it's a technology. It's an education challenge. A regenerative suspension. There will be a growing demand for industrial photovoltaics. Pumped hydro. Innovation in the financing space. The high-speed train is in all our interests. All political lines. Australia is a solar paradise. The market is moving much faster than that. You've got something that's transformational. Solar window in a can. Beyond Zero. Global warming science, solutions and action. Taking it to a do-it-yourself level. Hello and welcome to the Beyond Zero radio show. We broadcast from the studios of 3CR in Melbourne and are syndicated on the Community Radio Network. You may download our podcasts from the internet at either 3cr.org.au or bze.org.au or using any common podcasting app. My name is Nils and our co-host today is Michael. How are you, Michael? Great, thanks, Nils. And would you care to introduce today's topic and guest? Sure would. Today's topic is the aqueous hybrid ion battery. Quite a mouthful, but think AHI. Our guest today is Avraham Jacks from Ambitus Energy. Ambitus Energy provides all the services associated with local retailing of Aquian Energy's aqueous hybrid ion battery. We all need to be familiar with the term AHI, which refers to this aqueous hybrid ion battery. The battery outperforms competitors such as lead-acid batteries. This aqueous hybrid ion battery can be coupled with residential solar panels to reduce dependency on the electricity grid, thereby lowering carbon footprints and lowering electricity bills. Listeners may remember we interviewed Glenn Morris from the Australian Solar Council twice in the lead-up to the NG Storage Conference. During these interviews, we asked Glenn about residential rechargeable batteries, and he mentioned these aqueous hybrid ion batteries as a recent advancement available to store electricity in solar households. So once again, we welcome Avraham Jacks. How are you, Avraham? I'm doing fantastic. Uh, thank you, Niels and Michael, for having me on the show. You're most welcome. we like to start by getting a bit of a background of, of your sustainable journey, how you ended up, what you're doing with this. Would you care to give us a bit of your personal history briefly? Oh, my personal history. Well, I was born in South Africa, which is a country that is currently challenged by a lot of issues surrounding energy and energy availability and sustainability. I also spent 18 winters in Canada, living in Canada, mm. uh, picked up a little bit of an accent, a Canadian accent there, and uh, I've been dethawing in Australia for the last four and a half years. So I have an accent that confuses people on every single continent. Thank you. So what is the aqueous hybrid ion battery, or AHI, as I'll make it easier calling it? Yes, it is quite a mouthful. The AHI, or the aqueous battery, is actually something quite incredible. Believe it or not, it's a battery that runs on salt water. So the chemistry, the fundamental chemistry, or the primary chemistry of the battery, is salt water. And as such, because of its battery chemistry, it is entirely benign. Its effect on the environment is minimal. So I like to joke that at the end of the life of this battery, you could just take the insides and throw it in your soup if you want. But actually, I just want to say uh, that's probably not the best <laughs> idea. But it is uh, definitely non-caustic, non-toxic. And the way that you dispose it, the recommended method of disposal is just to let it go back into the environment because it has no real side effects. In fact, the Aquian battery is the only battery in the world that has a certification called cradle to cradle. Now, I'm not sure if 
all your listeners are aware of what Cradle to Cradle is, but Cradle to Cradle is an extremely difficult certification to achieve. And in fact, I would say that the Aquian battery is the only commercially available battery in the world that should need even apply for that accreditation because no other battery would stand a chance of getting the accreditation. It looks at holistically from when the raw materials are mined uh, from the ground till they return at the end of their life. The true life cycle cost. The true life cycle cost, including fair work and Mm -hmm. uh, practices and so on around the battery. So it's manufactured in the United States, in Pittsburgh, and it has cradle-to-cradle certification. Okay, so you've probably already partly answered my next question was about the safety, reliability, and durability aspects of, of this battery. Obviously, what you've said about the salt water goes straight into the safety. What about reliability and durability? Yes, so the safety, it's actually a very interesting, again, going back to the battery chemistry, uh, which informs the safety, the, the battery is self-extinguishing. So if there were a fire, you, can't, you cannot make this thing explode no matter how hard you try. You cannot make it put it on fire because the outer part of the battery, which is a kind of a plastic, would just melt, I guess, and it mm. would self-extinguish. So it's so extremely let, let's safe. Let the water out and let's the water out. And <laughs> that's all it is, it's just water. So it actually does, it's very safe. There are people who have these batteries in their homes. It doesn't exude any gases that are, that are uh, problematic. It doesn't uh, produce too much heat. And all of the, the components are, n- are non-caustic. So it's a very clean battery, a very safe battery, and a very long-lasting battery. The one thing about batteries that people don't know uh, that don't, don't necessarily realize unless they're in this industry is that batteries cannot be discharged fully. They don't like that. So if you discharge a battery, if you think of a battery when it's fully charged at 100% and then you discharge the battery, if you discharge most batteries below 60% of their charge or 50% of their charge, they actually lose their capability to store energy. So the proper maintenance and care of a battery means that you only partially discharge the battery. The Aquian battery does not suffer from that at all. So it's quite ruddy. You could, mm-hmm. you could discharge it to 100% of it. You could completely discharge it, and it doesn't negatively affect the battery in any way. Now, what that means is that this battery is essentially half price of any other battery because you have well, to... Well, compared to lead acid in particular, isn't correct. it? Correct. a lot of the other technologies can go much deeper cycles, but lead acid really yeah, doesn't like lead it. acid is the, is the most ubiquitous battery out there yep. at the moment. And lead acid batteries, you would need double the amount of lead yes, acid batteries understood. or more to get the same storage capacity that you could get out of the Aquin battery. Yep. I was particularly impressed with your phrase, self-extinguishing. I thought that was a lovely way to describe the safety aspects. And um, Thank the you. question is, do a majority of your customers already have solar systems, or do your customers tend to be newly green households? That's a great question. Currently, I would say that most of our customers have solar systems pre-installed prior to us being exposed to them. What they do is they're looking to, in many cases, to leverage their solar investments. So we would retrofit a facility, a home, a a small business with our storage uh, systems, with our batteries and and the balance of system around them. That's in the majority of cases. However, we also have a product which is an all-in-one. So essentially, 
you would purchase this product and it comes with solar panels, with a cabinet which contains the batteries and the other equipment that's necessary to, to charge the batteries and to convert the DC power of the battery into AC power so it can run the appliances in your home. When a potential customer comes forward, what is included when Ampetus Energy designs a battery system for a solar household or a newly green household? So it, it really depends on the customer. We could provide a turnkey solution, which means everything from designing a bespoke system for, a, for an installation, sizing, which is, a, which is a key element to get the right size. We don't want our customers to purchase too much storage for what they need because that's just a, a waste of money. However, having said that, our batteries are scalable, so you could start small and at any time add additional batteries, which would, which would add storage capability to your system. So we could do all of that, but we have some more sophisticated customers, solar installers, electricians, and so on, that just wish to purchase the battery from us. That's fine also. We work with our customers and see what level of service they need from us, and we're happy to provide it. It's obviously a very exciting time and, and dynamic time for battery storage. We've lived with the lead acid for a long time now, and, and the various lithium technologies are taking a huge place in the marketplace. The Tesla one being the one probably on everyone's mind, but I've seen in recent weeks half a dozen announcements of, of similar sort of packages available in Australia alone. So talking about pricing of this, it's, it's going through that same sort of cycle that solar panels went through where, where uh, volume starts to bring in immense price decreases and, and economies of scale. Are you able to give us any idea of, of the pricing now of your system and uh, whether you expect it to go through the same sort of price technology slide? Yes, absolutely. We anticipate that it will follow the same trajectory, perhaps even more. I was just thinking on the way over uh, to, to the studio today, I was thinking about the fact that in 1968, Intel came out with a, with a memory chip, with, which is data storage, essentially. It was the 3101 microchip. It stored 64 bits. <laughs> um, it cost $40, so about 63 cents per bit of storage. Today, an iPhone 6 has 128 gigabytes. That's over a trillion bits of storage capacity. So in 1968 dollars, if you would buy an iPhone in 1968, if you were the Pentagon and you could afford such a thing, it would cost you $640 billion for an <laughs> iPhone. Some would say that they haven't come down much in price, but <laughs> obviously there's been an over billion time reduction the price has been reduced over a billion times. So the same thing is going to happen, in my opinion, with energy storage. So what we're looking at now is the price of our battery is about $700 per kilowatt hour. That's the, the price of the battery. But remember, that's a usable kilowatt hour, which means that if you would compare it to lead acid batteries, so a good lead acid battery would cost you about $400 per kilowatt hour. But it's not really a, a fair comparison. It's not apples to apples because a lead acid battery would need double or more. So you're talking about $800 per kilowatt hour. But then lead acid batteries, you could cycle them maybe 
1,500 times if you keep maintain them within a certain temperature range and you, you look mm-hmm. after them. You could cycle them a thousand, which means charge discharge over a day, a yep. thousand five hundred times. Our batteries can be charged and just discharged over three thousand times. So if you take the total cost of a kilowatt hour over the usage of the system, it works out to be more economical than using the grid at this point yep. in time. Okay. So and and that's going to increase. So we're seeing about a twenty thirty percent drop in the price of the Aquian battery every year now. So if a residential household installs one of your rechargeable batteries from Ambitus Energy, do they need additional solar panels to cope with the charging of the battery plus running their ordinary household during sunlight hours? It depends. It really is uh, house specific. So it depends what the load is, what what type of drawer the house is using for energy, what their existing solar panels are capable of. So this, as I said, is a key element, is the correct sizing of a system. And correct sizing includes all of the elements of the system. So one of the real strengths of of my company, of Ampetus, is that we have people who work in-house in the company who are experts at sizing systems. So they will come and do a very brief analysis of your usage, of the kind of appliances that you would have in your home. And then they would come and provide the, the battery Mm. Um, and solar panels, if needed, that uh, they would recommend what's what's ideal for your installation. How much energy can the battery store? I assume it uh, um, comes in modules. What's your yes. basic module? And so the basic module, or in Aquin speak, we call it the stack. Mm-hmm. The basic stack holds 2.4 kilowatt hours of energy. So if you think that the average uh, Australian home uses roughly 20 kilowatt hours of energy per day, so 2.4 kilowatt yes. hours gives you an idea of, of what that is. Yeah, so how big physically is that stack? That's just, uh, it's just under a meter, and uh, it's 310 by 330 uh, centimeters uh, wide. So it's like a big shoebox that mm. stretches up to, to about a meter of height, so not, not a very large just Not a very large thing. A, I was just a squared up A4 page a meter high. Squared up A4 page a meter high. I was just um, at an installation today, and the person gave us a very, very small little corner of his garden to mm-hmm. to place the batteries in, and uh, batteries and all of the entire system have been placed in a small little shed outside in his back garden, and uh, he's going to be off grid hopefully in the next month or so. Also, how much is he putting in? Uh, he's putting in four stacks. So, so he must be a very frugal user to have a, to go off-grid with He's that. a frugal user. He's got 10 kilowatts of solar panels on his roof, so that's quite a large system. And that takes care of most of his electricity u- usage during the day, but it's a very energy-efficient home. It's a home in Caulfield, mm-hmm. so it's a residential home in the middle of Melbourne, and uh, shortly it's going to be off-grid. How frequently... Would you advise a customer to monitor his or her rechargeable battery system? Assuming they're using Aquian batteries, our batteries, uh, we don't recommend that they monitor it at all. Um, Since our batteries can be discharged to 100% depth of discharge, you can completely use the battery. There is really no requirement to manage that. Um, the battery doesn't really care about temperature issues, so you don't have to, you don't have to provide any thermal controls within the battery enclosure. There's no toxic fumes that are emitted from the battery, uh, so there's no real necessity for 
ventilation within the room where the battery is kept. So basically we say just, uh, you know, place it there, leave it, let it do its job. Okay. So if someone was having an on-grid system, would it maybe be advisable for once a month just to make sure there's no faults? I'm not suggesting that there's anything wrong with the battery. I'm just asking. Um, sometimes with selling PV, if the PV got dirty or whatever, then people would get a bill shock three months later. So is there a way of just making sure like Wi-Fi or something to a computer screen that tells you that the battery is all functioning hunky-dory? Yes, absolutely. This uh, this uh, site that I referred to earlier, they have a Schneider inverter. So the inverter itself contains that intelligence and essentially that Schneider inverter is capable, if, if our customer wishes to do so, to place all the information on the web. So he could see, we could create a web page for him and he could go there and see how much energy his, um, his solar panels are producing on any particular day, uh, where the batteries are in terms of how charged they are. Uh, he could uh, compare it to what he would be paying if he was on the grid. Uh, just to make himself feel really good and see what the return on investment is. So absolutely. But the, the intelligence there, the, the battery is like a workhorse. I call it a dumb workhorse. It just does three things. It takes in charge, it stores it, and it discharges it. The intelligence and the, the really interesting and cool things that we could be doing with uh, monitoring the data, that's going to be more on the inverter side and the balance of system. And uh, again, depending on what a person's particular requirements are, we would guide them towards the appropriate inverter. Oh, that's fantastic. There are some people who are really enthusiastic about their home generation of electricity, and they just love checking up, you know, once a week or so. And as you were saying, make sure they can compare to how much they saved if they were getting electricity to the grid, but instead they've got these Aquian batteries and their solar panels, and that's uh, really good. Yeah, it's a, it's it's highly motivational. It's a it's a really cool thing to do, and uh, we we can do it. But there's no required maintenance to answer your question. No no suggested maintenance on the batteries themselves. You're listening to the Beyond Zero Radio Show. Your host today are Niels Becker and myself, Michael Steindl. Our guest today is Avram Jacks from Ampetus Energy, and we're discussing their Aquius hybrid ion batteries. Avram, each state in Australia has unique regulations overseeing the installation of residential solar photovoltaics. Does a similar variety of regulations govern the installation of battery storage? I think it's somewhat, uh, at this point in time, it's, it's more of the, the Wild West. There are definitely regulations and building codes that we have to adhere to. Again, within Ampetus, we have in-house an expert at code compliance and building compliance. He's a building engineer and a services engineer, and he would definitely be able to assist. And given his expertise and also the batteries, benign chemistry, it's safe chemistry, and non-toxic uh, chemistry, we've actually, at least in one case, and we're quite confident we could do this in the majority of cases, we've allowed, if you install our battery, there's certain rules about fire rating, placing batteries, over 10 volts in a fire-rated enclosure. And we've got an exemption for our batteries and we could possibly do it again. So that also keeps the cost of installing the batteries down because you don't have to build 
a very uh, significant fire-rated enclosure to protect the batteries in, in the case if they're Aquian batteries. So that was just a case-specific exemption, was it? It was a case-specific exemption, but we're quite confident that we would be able to, in the majority, it would be a very unusual circumstances that, mm. circumstance that we wouldn't get it, but it is a case-to-case basis. How do ambulances work? Do they employ full-time installers to travel to customers Australia-wide, or they subcontract electricians closer to the work site for this type of battery installation? For installation, we subcontract to, we have a network, an ecosystem of, of electricians that actually install the systems under our guidance, though, and we take full responsibility for project management if mm. that's required by our customers. So we would take full responsibility if that was a requirement. And do you have a relationship with the solar retailer? Retailers, many. Yep. Uh, so many of our customers of our customers are solar installers, solar retailers. And in those cases, we would train them and they install, they purchase batteries from us and they are the ones who will install, install the batteries at their client sites. And we have many of those okay. customers. What about relationship or relationships with electricity retailers to ensure customers remaining on the grid get the maximum return for their battery ownership? Yeah, we, are, we don't have anything finalized yet, but I can say that we're in final negotiations with a number of retailers that are interested in what we could bring to the table. Hmm. Well, congratulations. How does Ampetus Energy conduct marketing and secure leads of potential customers? Well, a, 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 a key point of our marketing strategy is to appear on this radio station. So I'm sure after, after I'm done with this, there will be no necessity to do any further marketing whatsoever. All two listeners are going to ring straight in. And <laughs> so on that marketing thing, just, uh, seriously, it sounds like a brilliant product, but it hasn't got the pizzazz and the reputation of the lithium ion. How is that being addressed? Do you find that a problem? Well, we've uh, hired this advertising company. Uh, their name's Tesla. I don't know if you've ever heard of them. And they're definitely getting the word out in terms of the, the benefits that batteries could bring, especially, uh, you know, people I don't think truly understand how the legislation is changing and how retailers and transmission distribution companies are going to be charging people for electricity in the coming months as short as that, where we're going to have demand tariffs are going to become a reality. And all of a sudden, you're, uh, for a certain amount of hours per day, by the way, the, the, coinciding with the hours that your solar panels stop working, mm-hmm. so when, uh, around 4 o'clock in the afternoon and into the evening, there'll be peak demand tariffs. And you're going to see, in some cases, the rates are going to be quadrupled during that time. So I think people are going to suddenly get a real big shock, even if they have solar panels, and they've been enjoying the benefit of that for, for a number of years. And I think that's where battery really will, will be of great benefit. I think that we're going to start seeing payback periods where people are going to install these batteries, and within three, four years, they're going to have their money back and continue to enjoy the benefits for many years after that. So I think that there's... In general, there's a lot of interest and excitement around energy storage. It's, uh, it's, I believe, early days. I often say it seems a little bit like the internet was pre-AOL. 
<laughs> if, if any of you listeners <laughs> know what that means. Um, but uh, it, it's, uh, I, I think, uh, you know, it's, it is a very exciting space and it's a very exciting industry to be in. Uh, we are certainly advertising and marketing mm. online uh, and in, in various uh, forums. We've recently attended, in the last three weeks, my company Ampetus has attended two large trade shows. You, you mm. referred to one of them a little earlier. And we were the most popular booths at the trade shows by far. I mean, people mm. were, were lighting up two and three deep to speak to us, and many uh, people didn't even have an opportunity to speak to us at the shows. So I think we have a really great product, one that's uh, anyone who, who understands uh, the environment uh, is, is very impressed with our product and the potential benefit that it could bring to users of energy, to the environment, to the planet. And I think that it, it kind of almost sells itself. The, the, the word is going around. So, you know, I track leads that come in through our uh, website, uh, you know, through, through the web. And I can tell you that we've had probably since the Tesla announcement, every single week since the Tesla announcement now, we've had three times more leads than the week before. Wow. Yes, that demand management uh, you mentioned is uh, quite a fraught question at the moment because, as I understand it, the... Um, the suppliers are wanting to take a much broader view of the demand, um, whereas others are arguing that it should be not peak demand but critical peak demand, which is just those few days, few hours even of a year when the network is really stressed and that your charging should be based on that. But they don't want to do that because they can get more money, of course, by charging a much more general demand charge of your highest peak in in a month or something like that. But I think if you if you step back a little bit and you look at the broader macroeconomic forces that are at play. So I said before that energy storage technology is probably coming down by 20-30% in price every single year. At the same time, as we're putting out more energy storage, as we're becoming more energy efficient, we're installing LED lighting, we're putting up solar panels and so on and so forth. All of that is leading to the fact that we're using a lot less electricity in Australia mm. than we've been using. So the trend was for many decades that every year we used more electricity than the year before. But now that's changed. Yes. Now that we, we're using less electricity. And of course, those companies were used to getting that income. They they're used to, to getting, getting that income. <laughs> so they're going to, if we can drop the usage by 10%, that means the price goes up by 10% mm. so that they can Keep recoup their the investment yeah. in, their, in their infrastructure. So I think what you're going to see is two things are going to happen. Electricity prices are going to continue to go up quite drastically and energy storage prices are going to come down. And when the two intersect, <laughs> then it's mm. going to become mainstream. My grandmother, when she buys energy storage, then I know we've arrived. So we're running out of time, but briefly, you just mentioned money again. Do you have a relationship with a finance company on behalf of customers? Yes, we have a relationship with a finance company, and we can install a system at no upfront cost to, to our customers. Okay. And we have different pretty creative products in the financing side of things to assist people to have the technology installed, derive the benefit of it, and delay the payment over time. Fantastic. Where can listeners find out more about Ambitus Energy? What, what website or how do they find out about you? Uh, they could go to our website. Our website is Ampetus. That's A-M-P-E-T-U-S dot com dot au. That's A-M-P-E-T-U-S dot com dot au. Ampetus. So it's com. Im- impetus au. with an A for amp. Right. Impetus <laughs> means to propel forward. Yeah. Amp is an ampere. So you put those two together and you've got Ampetus. A-M-P-E-T-U-S. 
Well, thank you, Avraham, for bringing a safer and improved rechargeable battery to the Australian marketplace and for joining us today. It was my absolute pleasure. Thank you for inviting me. From me and from Niels. Thank you. Cheers. Bye-bye. You have been listening to the Beyond Zero radio show. Our guest today was Avraham Jacks from Ampetus Energy. The Beyond Zero radio show is brought to you by the Climate Solutions Organisation, Beyond Zero Emissions. To find out about all we do, please visit our website at www.bze.org.au. You've been listening to a 3CR podcast produced in the studios of independent community radio station 3CR in Melbourne, Australia. For more information, go to allthews.3cr.org.au.